0: for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All
2: across America and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right, Not that we're going to get into talking about the liberal transgender activist movement, but I wanted to play this audio cut because it's just... Beautiful. Many of you may uh know of the political analyst Matt Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh he's part of the Daily Wire, right? I think he works he works for Ben Shapiro's group, I believe.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does.
2: Uh well Shapiro posted this, so so our, our colleague Ben, um who also is syndicated by Westwood One, as we are. Uh but uh apparently Matt, who's You know, he did that documentary on, you know, what is a woman? Remember when he went to the left and couldn't get anybody to define what a woman was? Right. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's, I think, one of the reasons why uh, you had uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders yesterday say this is from uh, a man and a party that can't identify what a woman is. That's huge. Yeah. Because everybody can identify what a woman is. Mm -hmm. They know what it is. They know what the definition and the Democratic Party is pretending that they can't do it. Well, this was a uh, hearing before the Tennessee House, the Health Committee, on uh, the um, uh, gender-affirming surgery, mm-hmm. that there would be a law that you couldn't do it, body mutilation bill, I think it is, it's uh, called, where you could not do it until you could not have gender-affirming surgery until you're at least 18. So you have this uh, Democrat who is questioning Matt Walsh on it and uh, brings up uh, the fact that in some blog when Matt Walsh was younger – uh, in his early 20s, he said, where he did a blog on how throughout history, you know, people married younger at 16. And the guy was trying to make it, you know, well, then our, you know, if they could get married at 16, he goes, I was telling you the history of what, you know, yeah. marriage is about. Right. And then watch where this goes. Okay. Well, All right. This is just great. All right. Here we go. All right.
0: I found it, uh, thank you, Mr. Walsh. I found it interesting. One of our... Uh, um People testified today that they uh, had their gender-affirming surgery at 16, and I know uh, you in former comments mentioned uh, this uh, on your blog. At about 16, you're an adult who's mature and can make decisions. Uh, you're that at 16. I don't care what anybody says. Even going so far as to say, you know, 16 people, uh, when you're 16, you should be married and, uh, and could be pregnant or should be pregnant. Um, so I'm curious if 16 is... Uh, a, uh, an adult in your view uh, why does this bill have uh, the uh, minor de- defined as 18 uh, Mr. Yeah, well, Walsh that's,
3: uh, uh, yeah that's, that's a hit piece you took from media matters uh, from something when I was a, a radio host 13-14 uh, years ago in my early 20s uh, it's also not an accurate reflection of what I actually said um, I was talking about uh, the fact that people tended to marry young historically and that's all that that was
0: about um, how does that relate to, the, to this subject? just curious of your definition of, of if you feel like people are adults at 16, should... Well, uh, people are adults use... at 18, uh, but actually your, your brain is not
3: fully developed until you're 25. So we should be having a conversation about whether we should even be doing these surgeries to people at 18. But certainly before 18, it's, it's absurd. I mean, do you, do, you, do you think that a 16-year-old can meaningfully consent to having their body parts removed?
0: Do, do you? No. Oh man, we do not. Yeah, we ask the questions. It's not. It's uh, yeah. representative Hammer, You are recognized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, got to go. Yeah. You know, one
2: thing I have to. I I've, I've got to say this. It would be very tough for me to testify before any of these. Uh, any any of these committees, and one of the reasons is uh, the the fact that. If you're having a back and forth as they were having, all of a sudden you, as the civil servant claiming, no, we ask the questions, you answer. There is no back and forth. There is no clarification. To hell with that. No, this is, if, you this know, is all about he, he getting answers. Right. And, you're, he wasn't. He, yeah. This wasn't. He's not a defense witness. No. He, from what I know, he was not subpoenaed to be there. Probably the Republicans wanted to bring him in, and so he was an invited guest. Mm -hmm. If I'm an invited guest and you're asking me questions and we have a back and forth, and I ask you one Mm -hmm. to turn to me if we're having to, as if, no, I am the, and I don't, I don't know uh, what the elected Democrat was, probably a member of the House. You know, I am a state representative or I am a congressperson. I ask the questions and you answer. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's a member of the house, state house. Yeah,
2: yeah, and you know what my answer would be to that? I would be escorted out. Yeah, because I go the hell with that. You're you work for me. I don't work for you. Yeah, you're the, you're a public servant. Yeah, I,
4: I'm
2: I'm not. You don't you don't have, uh, <laughs> you don't have authority over me. You don't have um, what do they call it when? Um, oh. What uh, committee? What's the head of Commerce committee called? I can't think of it right now. Uh, not authorization. I can't think of the word. Uh.
0: Well, you know the the problem here is too that uh this lawmaker this, oversight. This, you don't you don't you don't have oversight
2: over me. That would uh, that's right. what I tell them. You don't have yeah. over. You you apparently you think that I'm I'm a defense witness or you have oversight over me. We're, we're, you, you asked me, I'm, I'm going back and forth, and then I asked you a question, which I think is pertinent to this legislation, and then you're telling me only I have to answer the questions that we can't have the back and forth.
0: What are you afraid of? You're out of order. Well, how is it that you're beyond reproach? Right. I make commentary, you make laws. Yeah. And you're beyond reproach? Yeah. And also, if someone gets married at the age of sixteen, marriage can be reversed. Genital mutilation cannot. So that's silence. on so many different levels. Uh, this lawmaker just stepped in it. That that's silence was oh absolutely. My It's the best ever. It's so, it's it's just, it was so bad. I'm sorry, we're not taking questions right now. We don't, you don't get to, we don't get to, I yield my time. (laughs) Just, I mean, really, really embarrassing. And how did you not think that through? How did you not think that through? Because, see. What this lawmaker was trying to do was have a viral moment where he owns Matt Walsh, who has been, I think, on the liberal transgender agenda and and, uh, an activism movement. Uh, He's been one of those on the forefront, on the right, and has been very vocal about it. He's talked about it. He's he's appeared uh, just about everywhere, uh, you know, and... So the idea is that this lawmaker is going to own Matt Walsh. Oh, man, this is going to be a good virus. Watch this. See? And by the way, he didn't even use his own work. He used the liberal media's work thinking he was going to own Matt Walsh. Did you not see a red flag with that approach at all? Is there no one on your staff? I don't even know if on the state level how much of a... Staff They have, but is, did no one, did, did, did you not sleep on that and say, "Mm, maybe I don't do that with a Matt Walsh? He's clearly going to be able to respond to this because I'm using a liberal media hit piece against him. And I'm pretty sure he's probably addressed this a million times over. Wait, you know, the president,
2: uh, on the state of the union, Mm. near the end of it he sort of just threw in and uh, gender affirming uh, uh, care for children you know children right i'm like oh my god you know and again he's mumbling through it Mm -hmm. but what he's saying is we need to protect uh, think about this we need to protect children so they can make the decision to cut off body parts yeah that's what the president means Mm -hmm. and so i mean so think about that and and I always go back to DeSantis and, and Disney, and we'll get to Disney in a moment, oh, hmm, right. apparently. Uh, yeah. um, and, and we'll get to that in a moment here because something else just popped into my head there with, <laughs> with the whole Disney thing. Yeah. But didn't they learn with DeSantis and Disney? It's like they he still they're still doubling down on the fact that, no, children need to be taught sexualized content. Children need to be taught that a boy can be a girl. At five, at six, at seven years, surgery should be able to be done when they wish surgery to be done at a very, very young age. We need to protect children and their decisions to cut off body parts. And I just I go just go back to DeSantis, to Disney, going, "Is I'll never forget when he goes, and this is a hill they really want to die on? Mm-hmm. Because you knew it was so obvious. You were not going to win with the public on this, and that was really one of the first times where you had a politician come in And just pound on and say, you want to die in this hill? You really want to die in this uh, hill? The public isn't going to agree with you on that. To say parents have no say, number one, in their children's education or their children's sex education or their children's, uh, 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 their, their children's exposure to a delusional mindset that the parents have no right. You're not going to win that one. And I just same thing with that senator even bringing it up. I'm like, why would you even go there? Yeah, right.
0: I, no, can't, I, I, I can't.
5: I can't yeah. imagine going I, there, d- Eric, I, as a
0: politician. I, 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 I <clears throat> it, it's it, it boggles the mind. And not only that, he thought he was going to win going up against Matt <clears throat> Walsh, who has been again. It's it's not that you know. Uh, I clearly a Democrat would believe in, in their mind they're, they're going to disagree with Matt Walsh on most everything. I get that part of it. But you want to take him on in a, in this official setting and you don't consider for a moment that he's well-schooled on this and has debated this repeatedly. There is no win for you, and he really thought he was going to get the win on Matt.
2: It is an example, though, as Eric and Eric and I have been pounding this for the longest time. If you get away from just the showbiz aspect of politics that Democrats live on, and a lot of Republicans have over the last couple of years, put that on a higher plane than it should be. Now, I'm okay with the showbiz if it's backed by the great substance, and you compound the substance of it. Yeah. But the yeah. point is, by Matt Walsh going very, very calmly, very, very calm. Well, if you think 16-year-olds should be able to cut off body parts. Right. He didn't have to scream it. Didn't have right. to do anything. And you tell me when there was a – in the liberal transgender activist movement, when there was a moment, how rare that moment was where the silence – you want the, that phrase "silence is deafening"? Right at that point, oh, it
0: was man. that
2: silence, and then coming back. Well, uh, you,
0: you answer the questions. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah. We yeah, that, that's not how we. we After like what? We, uh, with a idea of my time,
3: eight seconds of silence. No,
0: I mean it. It, eight, seems, nights, it, it just, seemed you, like an hour, and and that's our <laughs> point. Our our
2: one of our points of frustration over the last decade. And if you're a long-time listener to the show, you know we've said it over and over again. There isn't an argument you can't win. Win it. Exactly. Win it. Right. The the debate matters.
0: And don't okay. engage when they want to change the topic, when they want to put up a straw man argument, when they want to do that. One of the mistakes that is made time and time again, and usually it's a lawmaker or president or a candidate or somebody, and, and they'll they'll go off on the tangent and then engage on, on uh, something that is not... Right, engage on the, topic. It's not on the point. Don't engage on the tangent. And okay. you saw it. Matt Walsh took control, completely controlled that conversation. Completely. Because that's the question here. What Matt asked that lawmaker is what all of the lawmakers in that state and everywhere should be asked. Do you think it's okay for a 16-year-old to be in charge of making decisions when it comes to genital mutilation? And, And the fact is, since that's what the bill is actually about. Exactly. That's the only question anybody should be asking. Is that okay? And by the way. Lawmaker, uh, the representative, uh, sorry, I don't have his name in front of me. I just clicked Uh, off with it. Yeah, Caleb something. uh, Yeah. Uh, And to any of the lawmakers of that state or anywhere else? Uh, Yeah, I don't have it. Okay. I have the story. uh, Caleb Hemmer. Okay. Uh, To Representative Hemmer or, or anybody else. The fact that You won't answer that question, by the way. Tells me how you feel about it, actually, and what you're doing here is all about activism. Why didn't he just say, yes, I believe 16-year-olds should be in charge of making decisions? Why didn't he just respond passionately in response to what Matt asked him? How would that be hard if you believe it? Then how is it hard for you to answer that question with a very firm and quick yes? Yeah.
2: Cause that's what the legislation is about. It's the only question <laughs> there. It's the only one that you're there right. to answer. And, and you're implying that Walsh is in agreement that it should be below 18 and therefore 16. Right. Because you brought up the 16 16- Huge point. You're saying it's
0: okay, which is your entire position. How did you not respond with, yes, I think it's okay, Matt, for 16-year-olds to be in charge of that decision? Eight six six ninety red eye
5: Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies, but the trick is to be proactive and not reactive. Conduct routine pre- and post-trip tire inspections and pay special attention to inflation. Tires with too little air will wear prematurely and create more resistance, which can result in increased fuel consumption, a harsher ride, and ultimately lead to a blowout.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: I'm just going to sit back a moment and, and have everybody think about that. James Carville saying mm. that somebody else is white trash. Just think about that. That's Yeah. Mm. Now, I'm not really sure what the definition is. I don't know what the definition no, that's is. That's a I, good point. I, we we, we
0: there, talk about definitions of, you know, what is a liberal today? What, what is a conservative? Oh, we know what a liberal is. What is a, actually, <laughs> are you liberal enough? Um, uh, what is a conservative? What is What does white trash mean specifically? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Yeah. Huh. And he's wondering why his side, you know, often gets labeled as arrogant I I would love to hear that explanation what is what does that mean is That somebody who yeah, define lives, white trash lives in me. the country who dresses a certain way or uh, has only a certain political belief or somebody who is, is it?
2: somebody who is so unfortunate that they don't have great housing great clothes or a great education
0: right and because so you're I've, labeling, been, I've been looking at, at what his co- side has been labeling as white privilege. Is he saying white privilege doesn't exist in every case? Wow. Now that's interesting. Can you have white trash privilege?
2: Oh, that's a whole new set of questions. See?
0: Wow. Everything brings up more questions. See? I'm sorry. We're not taking questions. I yield my time to back to Mr. McNamara. <laughs>
5: you <gasps> The IRS, the world's most
3: aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe 10000 dollars or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800 312 9970 Coast One Tax Group. Protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800 312 29970 Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970.
4: Attention Medicare beneficiaries worried about COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen tests are now covered by Medicare Part B. That's right. Achieve DX will ship you your rapid COVID-19 tests at no cost straight to your home. These easy to use FDA EUA authorized tests will give you results in 15 minutes. Even if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you can have these tests delivered to your home at no cost to you and the shipping is free. For your free COVID nineteen tests, call Achieve DX at eight hundred-three hundred-sixteen thirty-four. That's eight hundred-three hundred-sixteen thirty-four. Call now.
1: Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety uh, Red Eye. Oh, just saw another article and 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 uh, got to hit this. Just one All of right. those days where there's so many things going on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, the the president yesterday uh, talked about uh, how the uh, the the Democrats uh, passed the bill to get eighty seven thousand new. IRS agents, to go after the billionaire cheaters. Mm. And remember when he said that, we said, he's lying. Yeah. They've got their auditors all over the billionaires. Yeah. Billionaires are being audited all the time. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when you're a billionaire, you have businesses with lots of profits and businesses with lots of losses. And therefore, when you claim those deductions, those are the things that trigger an audit. Right. Who isn't being audited as much? People in the lower income. Ah. And we told you when they hired the 87,000 new IRS agents, that's what they're going after. They're not going after the billionaire cheaters. Mm -hmm. They're not going after the corporations. That's not where they're going. They're lying. And the story came out yesterday that really the first thing that we've heard about it is the uh, the uh, service uh, industry tip compliance agreement program that would voluntarily uh, uh, would be a voluntary tip reporting program in which the IRS and service industry companies cooperate. According to announcement Monday, as part of the proposal, the IRS will give the public until early May to provide feedback on the program before implementing it said uh, Matt Paylitz, Federal Affairs Manager for Americans for Tax Reform. Those 87,000 new IRS agents that you were promised would only target the rich. They're coming after, uh, now he said, waitresses, servers, tips now. Let us be woke. According to the IRS, the program would seek to improve tip reporting compliance reducing administrative burdens and providing more transparency and certainty to taxpayers, and what else would it do? If your company and your restaurant is not part of this compliance program, you will be more likely to be audited. Hmm. Because I would say, well, it's just voluntary. The companies can do it if they want. Right. And so the companies that do it The IRS will look and go, all right, you're already pre-screened. Right. These other companies don't do it. Those are the servers we audit. That's how it's done in the tax enforcement system. Because here it is. This is not a proposal for auditing of servers. The IRS official told it. Yesterday's action was a proposal for comment, not a rule based on over a decade of feedback from restaurants and other businesses seeking the increased flexibility for their overall tax compliance on tips.
0: Well, it is about the earner. Of course it is. Because otherwise it's a Labor Department issue if it's about the employer's. And mitz
2: is the whole point. He goes, there's no reason to be issuing guidance. This is the guy who's against it. There's no reason to be issuing guidance on how to crack uh, down on this if it was only going to end up being voluntary, he told Fox Digital in an interview. Ultimately, the goal is to go and grab as much revenue as possible and from whoever they can. And maybe it does become permanent down the road. If Democrats got it, the voluntary program worked. Yeah, that could happen. But the point immediately is the government could tell you're a part of the program with your company. Okay, fine. You don't get audited. Mm-hmm. We can we can target who to audit based on whether you your company is voluntarily in this. Now, right. and if you look, if you want to say, yeah, but everybody should pay their taxes no matter what, I'm not arguing with you. What I'm pointing out is the lies coming from the Democrats that this was all about going after billionaires. Yeah, what
0: they say they're doing and what they're actually doing. Yes. But it's been clear when they floated the idea of flagging every deposit of $600 or more in your bank account. Well, that's because millionaires are getting away. This isn't about, that's not about millionaires.
4: Yep.
1: <clears throat>
0: you want to go after people doing side work or making money. And, and by the way, you're saying uh, that we want to track Everybody and every dime. And again, if you want to talk about being compliant, I leave that up to individuals whether they're going to be compliant with tax law or not. But that's not the point here. What are they going to do? Well, it requires the IRS to be up in everybody's business down to the penny. Right. The only point The only
2: point I'm making is they said this whole plan is to go after uh, billionaire cheaters. And we said from the very beginning, that is a load of horse manure. Right.
0: What they're going after, they want to go after the little guy because what they believe is they should be paying, we should go after what is not reported. Any cash payment to a certain person, Yep. which in this case, when you talk about servers, they're taking home money every night. That's the way it works. Do they report everything? You'd have to ask them. But what they're, but what the IRS wants to do is go after the cash flow.
2: And expect when you're in the gig economy and you've got a ton of deductions here or there because it's your own personal business mm-hmm. that I can see a voluntary program for people in the gig economy. And for those people that are oh, not yeah. in that voluntary yeah. right. program, you're more likely to be audited. And when you talk about the unreported income out there... From uh, from servers, the IRS just did a thing last month. They're talking $30 billion that they haven't been able to tax. Right. And so that's the whole thing. It's the lie from the Democrats claiming one thing, but they're actually targeting others. Right. Since Eric and I... Since our taxes were increased under the Republicans, mm-hmm. we would be the last ones to tell you not to pay your taxes.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> Look, I, I believe you should pay what you owe. By the way, for somebody hearing that, yes, if you don't know, when the when the Republicans did their tax cut a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric and I, our, both of our taxes went up as we knew they would because they took away a couple of business deductions – that actually are, as we stated before, uh, you know, it's got nothing to do with me. It has to do with the deductions they took away, help people make more money, give an incentive to people to actually make more money, which puts more money actually in the long term into government coffers that people wouldn't take advantage of what right. you and I took advantage of right. uh, in order to make more money, which we did, but mm-hmm. we paid taxes on that money but the fact is, there is an there is a a a, a a a price that you have to pay to get to that point, mm-hmm. and most people wouldn't do that if they saw that the return on the investment was not going to be there. Right, and we right. just believe that's bad tax policy. Mm-hmm. But we have fun saying that because I've uh, said I say, it well, to, yeah. I say it to my friends all the time, well, you know when Repo- they said well, Democrats want to increase taxes, and I go, it scares the hell out of me. Why? Because when the Republicans cut taxes, my taxes went up. If the Democrats increased taxes,
0: what the heck's going to happen? right I, I mean it, 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 look uh and, and we don't want to make this about the moronic Republicans, but <laughs> raising our taxes <laughs> man it just, just kind of came out naturally when we talk about Marjorie
2: this Taylor green, it's your fault.
0: yes. And these are, yeah, Ted Cruz. Way to go! By the way, I'm still not doing my taxes where's, on a postcard, Ted. Where's Where's Ron? Ron? Where's Rand Paul? I almost went into uh uh Dennis Miller there. Still not doing my taxes on a postcard, Ted. <laughs> um. Cha cha cha.
2: I was was one job behind you. (laughs) Uh,
0: But they have been very clear. Janet Yellen, Mm -hmm. you know, and and this is what they really, what they see is the gig economy. Yes. What they see is this is getting away from us. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And what they have wanted all along is to tax the little guy. They do that through corporate taxes. It's why they want to raise corporate taxes again. They want you to believe it's about big corporations. It's not. Where do big corporations get their money? Walmart doesn't just sit around and print money. You give them money. Every corporation gets their money from you. So if you raise their taxes or their cost of business through government... In any way, you're going to pay that eventually to the point that the market will bear. And then after that, they lay off people. And so Walmart is not laying off the right. elite Democrat. Exactly. And and this is so this is the you know, this is what it comes down to is that they've always wanted to go after the, uh, the little guy. Mm hmm. But now they see the little guy, well, we can't have you being a contractor out there with, you know, your own Uber business. I know a lot of drivers that drove for Uber or drive for Uber, and we've seen it, and we've done the stories over the years. Oh, that's, man, I, you know, it's it's wrong. It shouldn't be. Well, then you shouldn't do it. Don't do that if it's a bad gig for you. I, 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 that's my first piece of advice to any individual. Don't do what you don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> That's the advice because, of Red Eye today. Because it, it takes a great deal of initiative, it does. I know for someone to go out and become their own contractor in that regard, and then you know, I mean, it's it's not an easy job, I'm sure, and and all of these items, you know, uh, they come into the fold where the left takes something because people are complaining about it, and they see an opportunity, but they want to take you right away, uh, and they've done this in in California. You're not going to be a contractor. You're going to be an employee. Well, because why is it they want to do away with contractors? Why Why do they want to do away with what really are individual businesses? Because when you start running your own individual business, even if it's part time, you start having a greater consideration for how much you're paying in taxes mm-hmm. because your taxes become different. Your burdens become different. And you look at it and say, well, wait a minute. I didn't actually earn that much because I spent this much on gas maintenance on my car. Truck drivers have known this for a long time, under operators. And you have a different consideration about how the government behaves and the left cannot have that. That's what this is all about.
2: Now, that's a great point when you talk about California wanting to get rid of the gig economy and all yeah, that
0: and they've done it. You know, that's, you
2: know, we don't you know? want we don't want people Right. And and you talk about the gig economy when you talk about, again, people having their own small businesses. That's going to increase, and the Democrats want more IRS agents to look at that. Right. They're not looking. The billionaires get audited like crazy. Yep. They're getting audited
0: constantly. Right. Right. They don't want this new growth of individual businesses. Think about it. Think about how many little individual businesses there are. I say little, but many of them are huge. But whether it's a content creator on social media, Somebody who's getting paid. Um, What if uh, or somebody who's just looking to make ends meet and they're delivering food through DoorDash or they're an Uber driver or a Lyft driver? Well, we can't have that. If you're on the left, you don't want that because it starts changing your mentality about how the government taxes. So we can't have you being your own in California. They believe you're too stupid. To be a business owner. You should be an employee. Go back to your place. Stay in your place because your mindset starts to change about how the government behaves when you become a business owner.
2: 86690 Red Eye.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: Red Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. I love this one. Now that the re- Republicans say, "Look, we need to, we need to take on the threat from China." What's going on with everything else? With the, with you know, with with uh, the, uh, you know, with the balloon? Yeah. We need to investigate where the COVID origins. Right. Were. these are things Americans need to know about. Yeah. And so Democrats are concerned we may upset China, and so Democrats. Here's a headline: Democrats warn against racism as Republicans take on threat from China. You think you can sell that to the American public? No. The only reason Republicans are investigating China is because of anti-Asian racism. Yeah. No. No, excuse me, not anti. Because of Asian racism. Yeah. We need to stop the racism of China. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Or the from, racism from. against China? <laughs> what I say? The racism of China? I don't know. Oh, if no, no, it's not the racism. Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's four in the morning. Yeah, what expect. you expect? Yeah, I, I don't know how they that. feel,
2: but yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me there. All right.
1: All across the USA
2: and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Carley. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight. All right, so the uh, House yesterday holding hearings on censorship and Twitter in relationship uh, to the government, which means how did the government coerce and or encourage uh, 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 Twitter uh, to toe the line Hmm. (laughs) Uh, here is aoc commenting on it yesterday
1: a whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation that is why we are here right now and it is it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources and abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story.
2: Uh, so immediately that brought questions. Well, then, if it's half-fake, is the half-fake the fact that uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story was disinformation and the true part is that it
0: was not disinformation? Well, I would say honestly, if you look at it, there was really only one source for the true part of it. That would be the New York Post. So, since she brought up the measurement of half, which I'm not great at math, but I was told it's somewhere in the 20% range. Then you can look at that one story from the far right wing New York post versus all of the other versions and stories against it. Which part is she saying is correct. You make a great point there, Gary, with your question. Uh, is she given a lot of credit to the New York post?
2: That it confused me for a little bit yesterday. This, this confused me. I didn't, I'm like, well, wait a minute. What does she mean the 24-hour hiccup right wing? What is she talking about? And and then I had, had seen in the, the transcript because I didn't see her, you know, because of her, uh, her part of it yesterday. But and I saw this and it says, I believe that the political operatives who sought to inject explosive disinformation with the Washington Post couldn't get away with it. And now they're livid. She said Washington Post. I didn't. That's why nothing made sense. I'm like, what is she relating to that? What don't I know about? What oh. do, I'm actually thinking, what don't I, I? What do I know that mm-hmm. AOC knows mm-hmm. that nobody else sees to know, seems to know? And then I decided uh, earlier this evening uh, to read the New York Post editorial, oh. which says AOC serves up disinformation about Hunter Biden and us. And they had that quote from her. Where she says, I believe the political operatives who sought to inject explosive disinformation with the Washington Post couldn't get away with it. And now they're livid, railed AOC in Wednesday's hearing about Twitter censoring the Hunter Biden story. First off, Congresswoman, we are the New York Post. I'm, that had me confused yeah, for a few hours. I'm yeah. like,
0: what is she talking about? Did we miss a story?
2: It, Did I miss a story? No. She called the New York Post the Washington Post, says, first off, Congresswoman, we're the New York Post. We understand how you can get confused since you don't spend much time in the city that elected you. (laughs) But that's the least of your problems. For someone who claims to be an opponent of disinformation, you sure shovel enough horse manure to fill an MSNBC studio. The Hunter Biden laptop was indeed explosive, but not fake. If you don't believe us, you can read the confirmations and follow-up reporting in countless other publications, including the Washington Post. (laughs) Or you can believe Hunter Biden, who admitted it was his laptop in legal letters last week before the lawyers came back and said, well, that's not what we were saying. Uh, In fact, anyone paying attention in October of 2020 when we first reported the story knew it was real. First, despite your lie that we published without any corroboration, without any backup information, we interviewed the laptop repairman who provided it. We spot-checked a selection of key emails with Hunter Biden's movements, and we interviewed people who corresponded with Hunter and confirmed those messages. Also, and this is important Hunter and Joe Biden never denied the story. Oh, there was a smokescreen about how this could be Russia disinformation, but it was just a smokescreen. Democrats, the liberal media, and big tech shot the messenger rather than deal with the truth. Yeah. The emails yeah. show uh, how Hunter Biden traded on his father's name. And despite claiming he never spoke to Hunter about his business dealings, Joe met with some of his partners. The Bidens, Joe included, also tried to cut a huge deal with a Chinese investment firm to begin after he left office. There was nothing false about any of this. It just made Joe Biden look bad, so Democrat intelligence officials worked in concert with the social media company to suppress a piece of true journalism before a presidential election and Twitter still refuses to reveal who pressured it and how, with former officials hiding behind a lot of don't recalls at Wednesday's hearings. But, Mm. yeah, I mean, this is really interesting because she really sounds like an idiot because everyone knows Mm. there isn't anybody in the mainstream media now. All the biggies, everybody agrees that... The laptop is legit, and there she is yesterday screaming this is a waste of time because all of this is a right-wing disinformation, a 24-hour right-wing disinformation effort from 2020. In essence, she's claiming that the right-wing planted the laptop. Yeah. As we have said, the people that cry disinformation the most and that they're anti-disinformation, she is an example of it. And a very poor example of, disin- of 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 a messenger of disinformation because you can drive the biggest truck in the world through what she said yesterday.
0: Well, and, you know, uh, for her uh, to bring up uh, anything half fake is pretty rich. This entire thing is getting down now to the wire. That's what scares her. That's what you heard what you heard is her panicking yep we shouldn't be doing this we shouldn't be doing this we shouldn't what are, what are you afraid of because if it's if it's fake even half fake you'll have no problem tearing it down right if you believe that you shouldn't be there because none of this is true then you believe that your job in that setting should be to prove to the American people that it's all fake. Here's,
2: here's I've always said this question, you know, one, and we've talked about, you know, for example, the Biden family where, you know, obviously everybody lies to everybody because they know, and, and, you know, they know that they're lying. Everybody knows they're lying. Mm -hmm. And I often wondered because I know the family and friends that I come from, and if I ever lied like that, one of my friends would tell me. And I was thinking about everybody there on the oversight committee. The Democrats lying like crazy yesterday. And the entire, everybody knows they're lying. You know, this goes back to one of my favorite things I've been saying now. The Democrats yesterday in the Oversight Committee were lying about it. You just heard AOC. And Raskin was lying also. But just use her as an example. She was lying about everything. Everybody knows it's Hunter Biden's laptop. Everybody has acknowledged that. She's saying it's some right-wing thing. She's on the Oversight Committee, and she's out there lying. She knows she's lying. Everybody in that room knows she's lying. Everybody in the United States knows she's lying. She knows that everybody knows that she's lying, and she continues lying. And you just wonder that when they get the Democrats in the Oversight Committee, if you're meeting this morning or you're meeting before you go in yesterday, and you say, okay, what are our best points? Does anybody stand up and say, we're going to get slaughtered? Right. Does anybody ever stand up and go, guys, we can't defend this. There is no art. Is there ever a white, will you throw up a white flag and say, sorry, we've got to dump Biden. We can't win this. Why, why should I go down with him? Right. You know, he caused this. He did it. This is his, you know, this is his crackhead son did all this ridiculous stuff. Uh, the, the money trail is there. We need, when do you, when do you jump ship? When do you say we can't win this anymore? Does anybody in when they all meet beforehand with the Democrats in the oversight committee go, guys, we don't have everything we have is a lie because they know it's a lie. Right. And I, and I don't remember. And I'm, I'm trying to think in any case where Republicans were in the situation where they would perpetuate these kinds of lies In an official setting like this. In fact,
0: I was just about to bring up the uh, January 6th committee. Yeah. What was the concern there? You're not giving the other side a chance to defend themselves on the charges. Well, the biggest concern, first concern, was that it really wasn't a true committee. But people were calling Republicans, conservatives. What they were saying was wait a minute, go through the process of setting up a real committee. In true fashion, and having it a real bipartisan committee, knowing that the Democrats, of course, would have the chair position on that committee because they had the power at the time, and you go through the process, and that way both sides can ask questions, that was – it wasn't that, hey, we need to stop talking about January 6th. It was, no, we got a lot of questions on this side about January 6th. That's a great idea.
2: That's a great point. Number
0: one being – the security where was it there there uh, uh, what she's saying uh, uh, you got to look at the behavior of individuals she's saying we need to stop this and get out of here that's someone who's panicking because the truth is at the door and she's putting out the most obvious
2: lies and republicans it's like we're not afraid right we're investigating what's going on here because obviously Everybody knows the censorship happened. Right. We know we we just were trying to find out the people to connect the dots yep. you know to the FBI and to the government and right. see how far that goes. Right. But everybody knows that they were censoring. Right. Everybody knows it's a laptop. And so it's like we're not afraid of think they're afraid of AOC getting up there and saying, don't cover this, and then throwing out all the reasons they shouldn't be covering it, and every single thing she says is a lie about the laptop. Right. And everybody knows she's lying. Democrats know she's lying. She knows she's lying. That's why you have a system where you're like, well, if we know we have the facts behind us or this is a uh, a a investigation of true conscience, we want to find out what's going on. You don't need to be afraid of
0: the opposition right. line. Right. You would be there. You're, you believe your job is to show the American people the truth. Even if your party is not in power and not in control, you have a place in that setting and your job, if you believe the other side is lying, you're going to show the American people the truth. You wouldn't be afraid. You would consider that your role. Yeah. And That's she's saying, point. let's close the doors. Let's go home. Let's not do this. Why are you afraid to do it? And her justification for that is lie is an obvious lie right. that everybody knows is a lie. Right. If she oh, had God. documentation and data and proof, that the entire laps, uh, laptop story were false, and she could say these are the documents, and I want this presented right here and now, so we can show the American people this is the this is the proof that all of this is a lie she and is brought. made up. She would have brought that immediately, and she could shut down Republicans in a heartbeat. But she's afraid for a reason. Eight six six ninety red eye. One of
5: USDA's shortest crop production reports, the February edition, is known as the Florida Report. This is because most new data comes from crops in the Sunshine State especially citrus.
0: Our all oranges went from 18 million boxes to 16 million boxes,
2: which is down 11 percent from the January forecast and 61 percent down from previous year. Our non-Valencia forecast is lowered down 14 percent. Our
5: Valencia crop is down nine percent from January and 56 percent from last year. Mark Hudson from USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service in Florida says that state's orange production update leads to a three percent decline in the nation's all orange crop production forecast from the previous report the only other production update comes from florida and its sugar crop harvested acres this month is forecasting down a little bit but the yield was up a little bit higher so it pushed our production up slightly for january i'm rod bain reporting for the u.s department of agriculture in washington dc
0: the usda report is brought to you by cenex roadmaster xl premium highway diesel fuel
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Crowley and I'm Gary McNamara. All right. We got to bring you this. this okay. This. All right. Hunter Biden and his we talked about the horrible legal move last week <laughs> when
0: when when the <laughs> his lawyers going after Giuliani and the computer store owner
2: well now and then they had where they admitted the laptop was his you know that's what by by doing yeah, it, they admitted then right. they had to back off going well that doesn't mean that we're admitting that the laptop is ours mm. well now Hunter Biden and his high-powered and expensive legal team sent Ruli Giuliani, Tony Bobulinski, and 12 others a litigation hold letter to preserve the laptop records, a move seen by some critics as a public relations tactic to change the troubling narrative for the Biden family. The litigation letter tells the individuals to preserve potential evidence for future lawsuits related to the alleged theft of personal data that may uh, include information that may include information from his laptop, NBC News reported. Wow. Wow. Uh. Uh, and so they go through the whole thing and say, say, the, the there are legal experts. Here, here it is. Underbind sends Giuliani Bobulinski desperate, frivolous, and laughable letter to preserve their laptop from hell records. That's Breitbart with the headline there. I mean that's hilarious. They're trying to make they're trying to now stick with this case. You know, we have a case here. We have a case. And and we're confident in the case. And so you better hold on to that evidence that you are falsely accusing us of something
0: of. Think about this. Wow. This, this is so bad. It really is. This is horrible after horrible. And the first question in my mind, well, if you were concerned about that why didn't you make this move two and a half years ago? Think about that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it would be, it, it, if they weren't lying and trying to cover this up and hide this whole thing, if immediately it was, you know, they recognized it as, okay, yeah, no, that's a Hunter's laptop. Wouldn't you move legally? You have to keep in mind, Hunter is a lawyer. Not a good one, but he's a lawyer. In his mind, wouldn't you want to move legally to preserve all that? But they didn't. They didn't then for the same reason that it's a bad idea to move on this legally now. And that is because you are ultimately admitting it's Hunter's laptop. This is twice within a, about a week's period that they've done this. Mm-hmm. You're admitting. So to AOC, even Hunter and his lawyers are admitting this isn't half fake. They, When you file a motion to, pre, look, you better preserve this data. What you're saying is it belongs to him. What you're saying is, this is real. It's not half fake. And and
2: and so there I just love this one. Political lawyer warns Hunter Biden's critics of possible litigation. For what? For what? Breaking the law and using his personal information. Yeah. Oh, so that that's when they said, "Well, oh, so you're saying the laptop says no, we're not saying it's his."
0: So we want to go through discovery on so, that if you go the right. full full measure? No.
2: Yeah, that's the whole point. You go through discovery at that point.
0: Right. Man. Hunter,
2: did you bring the laptop to Isaac's place?
0: That's a th- this is a horrible 100. move. I just amazed Wow.
5: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about
4: individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now.
1: On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio.
2: And he's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690, uh, Red Eye. So yeah, with that, uh, Hunter Biden story where the Hunter, Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer sent Giuliani Bobulinski and 14, other, or 12 others desperate and frivolous in a laughable letter telling them, you better preserve those records from that laptop. And then last week, we never got to this story because this story came out. Then I think we went on, we uh, went on weekend, we went on weekend holiday, or <laughs> weekend uh, break. But when the weekend hit last week, and so we never got to this. Hunter Biden was recently accused of breaking the law by the computer repair shop owner who first obtained the uh, first son's laptop from hell. Uh, RadarOnline uh, dot has learned John Paul Mac Isaac. The former owner of the Wilmington, Delaware, computer repair shop Mm. where President Joe Biden's son dropped off and allegedly abandoned his infamous MacBook in April of 2019 has accused Hunter Biden because of what his lawyers did last week of breaking the law by using, quote, false information to claim his personal computer as stolen. According to Isaac's lawyer, Brian De La Roca Hunter and Hunter's attorney broke federal and state laws by knowingly using false information to report an alleged crime and allowing that information to be disseminated by the media. In a letter delivered to the United States Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Delaware Attorney General Kathy Jennings, uh, on Monday, De La Roca took issue with Lowe's claim that Isaac quote, unlawfully accessed and shared the data found on Hunter's laptop without consent. John Paul received Hunter Biden's consent to access his laptop when Hunter Biden signed off on the work authorization while at the Mac shop on April 12, 2019, Della Roca wrote in the letter, pursuant to the work order signed by Hunter when he failed to retrieve his laptop, And the hard drive to which the data was recovered more than 90 days later, it became abandoned property so John Paul could dispose of it as he saw fit. John Paul determined the best disposal of the laptop and the hard drive would be to turn them over to authorities, Isaac's lawyer added. De La Roca denied Lowell's claims that Isaac unlawfully shared the laptop contents, with allies of then-President Donald Trump, although the lawyer did admit Isaac shared Hunter's personal computer with then-Trump campaign lawyer Rudy Giuliani. At that point, John Paul decided he would try to get the information to Congress. When his efforts failed, he went to President Trump's attorney. Whether you believe President Trump should have been impeached or not, John Paul did the right thing in approaching the president's attorney with evidence that may help in the president's defense, Isaac uh, Isaac's lawyer added. Della Roca also rejected Lowell's claim that Isaac could not have known who dropped off Hunter's laptop at the computer repair shop in 2019 because the business owner is legally blind. <laughs> Getting dirty here. So there you go. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, this, I mean it's, it's going to turn into a... Uh, and they can have that little back and forth, but it really doesn't matter. No, because what matters is what, what I mean, are they are they trying to make the case that whatever's on the laptop cannot be used to prosecute Hunter Biden and cannot be used later on to prosecute Trump because it was illegally obtained? Is that
0: whether prosecute Biden? Yeah. What I say, Trump. Oh, pro- sorry. Prosecute Biden. Oh, they're definitely going to try and use it to prosecute Trump. <laughs> just wait for it. They've tried everything else. What a
2: recovery there. Thanks, Eric.
0: <laughs> that's a given. They're going go to relate this to Trump somehow. Uh, but that's, you know, the uh, the problem here with this all is that all of a sudden now in the last week, you've got this movement by Hunter's attorneys. Why is that? Ask yourself, why now? Why wouldn't they have done that from the beginning? And you start with, in the beginning, as soon as it hits the New York Post, or I'm sorry, was it the Washington Post? And (laughs) and as soon as that hits, you, your lawyers go after the, well, now politically the reason is, is because, and possibly legally, That you don't want to claim that laptop. Instead, what you do is you use your daddy once again to gather up 51 former Intel officials uh, to write a letter and say, sure smells like Russian activity. And that's the entire play. So what has changed? What has changed is the fact that there's going to be now more light coming to this story and they understand this is getting real they understand that they have to try and act in some way which by the way they're botching it because you're admitting politically you're botching it but legally do they have it here would be my question for i guess a legal uh expert are they do they really have no choice Because politically and legally are two separate things in order to protect their client legally, Hunter Biden legally. Do they have to look at him and say, we don't have a choice here?
2: Well, we need to we need to hopefully get one juror down the road, maybe because so we need to be spinning this
0: because honestly, our job as your attorney isn't the political fallout as much as, you know, you care about your father. We care about protecting you legally, and right. what we have to do is try and act. And we're you hire us to do this, you're going to have to, you know, make these moves here. We're going to have to make these moves. So they really and and that tells you that they believe it's getting real
2: because the now that the Republicans actually have the contents of it, yes, you know. So the Republicans, have right? That, so what are you trying to do? You can't politically protect. His uh, the father now, right, right. the only thing you can possibly do is protect your client, who Legally, would be Hunter yeah. Biden. Right. And so you protect him by saying, okay, we need to sit there and, uh, again, down the road, we're worried about the criminal case. The political case doesn't matter to Hunter Biden. Right, because and he's not and, in and office. Right. And, so there's, yeah. right. and there's nothing they could do about exactly. the political case right. because the political case and the evidence that Congress has, it's, it's the, already the, done. Right. the courts can't come in and say, no, you can't, you can't, you can't investigate the president on this laptop and impeach him.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Uh, and and because that would be the political process of it. Right. Uh, and so the, the thing that's concerned, our client is Hunter Biden. And so, hey, there may be a jury pool. We need to find that one juror that won't convict you yep. by stating that, you know, this was taken. Or maybe we can find a judge down the road that will say, okay, uh, you should have disposed it, but... Uh, and and to give it to the fbi was fine and it doesn't matter if you can because you may find a judge doesn't matter if you couldn't find anybody in congress that would accept it uh you shouldn't have given it you shouldn't given it uh shouldn't have not have given it to giuliani's
0: lawyer now right.
2: i don't think that will hold water down the road right but that's what you're hoping
0: for well and it, i don't think it will either but it the, so for that reason it may demonstrate just how desperate his lawyers really are right Right now, because we asked the question last week when, you know, they went after uh, said they're going after Giuliani and the, and the store owner. And, and this week with this move, we asked the question repeatedly. Oh my gosh, what are they thinking? But when you seriously ask that question, what, what are they thinking? What they're thinking is politically, we don't have to protect Hunter because that's not our job. Our job is to protect him legally legally. And so, how do we do that? We're going to have to get out in front of this. And this is how you know this is getting real.
2: Right. And if, and if, uh, Isaac, and I don't know, because he hasn't, he hasn't testified, but if Isaac said, I knew laws were broken here and I gave it to the FBI Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find anything else on it. And, and I knew that there were, you know, obviously possible major law infractions. And, you know, I know that if it was child pornography and I gave it to the FBI and nothing happened, I would go to other authorities or try to find to get you know to get this out into the news, right? And so that's what I decided to do. Or uh, I realized uh, uh, through uh, through all of this um, that um, I don't know what I'm trying to think of another reason. I can't think of another reason, mm. but whatever my other reason would be, I'm not law enforcement, right? So right. I don't need right. to get a warrant, right? This isn't a warrant kind of situation. It's not a Miranda. Uh, Kind of situation. I'm a private citizen and I knew that laws were broken. Congress wouldn't listen to me. The FBI wouldn't listen to me. So I figured the only people that could really give credibility and get this, you know, get this story out was Giuliani. And the fact is, it did get out because I went to Giuliani. Right. Right. It got to the New York Post. And, and, and so that was, got, yeah, and was the ultimate it, right.
0: promise. You know, look, I, you know, this needs to get out, and and how does it, it? What's my best hope? Well, getting it to somebody in the position of power that could get it to the media, and that's how it. That's exactly how it played out. So will be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's getting more interesting <clears throat> by the second.
2: All right, here we go. Some polls: a majority of Americans say that they are spending more on groceries compared to a year ago and also expect to pay more than they already do. The latest Rasmussen Reports poll, and this is a problem the president has when he says inflation is coming down. Yeah. It's not. Right. The rate of increase of inflation might be going down, but prices are still going up. Mm-hmm. The latest Rasmussen Reports poll found that 85% of American adult respondents say they are currently paying more for groceries than they were a year ago that is compared to only 9% that say they are not paying more and 6% who say I don't know who who are these people who are these 8% who are these 8% that's who are the 8% that say they're not paying more
0: people who are living with their parents <laughs> <laughs> In that case, it should be much higher than 8%, right? Exactly. That should be 50%. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> uh, but the, uh, however, the percentage of respondents who say they're currently paying more for groceries than they were a year ago is slightly down from last August. At that time, 89% say they were paying more. The current poll also found that a majority, 57%, believe that they are going to spend a higher amount on groceries a year from now. 22 percent say they expect to pay about amount about the same while another 10 percent say that they would pay a lower amount and 12 percent were unsure well I'll tell you this I am a hundred percent sure that everybody will be paying more for groceries a year from now yes and and, and I'll say above the two
0: percent fed target you it's safe to, I was gonna yeah. say it's safe to say that yes but even if we don't get above the two percent Target. We're still going to be paying more because it'll be, let's say, one and a half percent. Well, no, but but, but that's yes. my point. Right. I, yes. I, I,
2: I want to use a. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be called unfair. I would never want to be called unfair. So <laughs> I say, take that two percent right. Fed thing and say it would have to be above the two percent, right. and it will be. It will be. It will yep. be above. It will be above the two percent.
0: By the way, that's the language Republicans need to use. And and I'll you know I, I guess I'd have to go back and and search to see how many Republicans have used that word that you keep using prices. Yes. Cause the left and the president say inflation is coming down. Nope. It's the not. rate of inflation is dropping. That does not mean inflation is coming down and right. here, and here's what it comes down to. This is where you don't have to uh, talk about, you don't have to be a wonk at CNBC prices right. are going up.
2: That's why I say, explain it the simple way we did your energy bill was a hundred dollars a month. It's gone up $10 a month for the last year. So now you're paying $220 a month. All right? But now it's only going up 6 cents a month. Your prices aren't going mm-hmm. down, they're going up, just right. not as fast. Right. Exactly. 86690 Red
1: Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 86690 Red Eye. Check out all
4: the
3: latest in news, events, trucking information, and podcasts at Red Eye Radio's website at com. That's com.
0: Eric and Gary for the Eden Pure Gen 40. You know, inflation is skyrocketing, prices are surging on everything, including.
2: It's Hard Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety 90 reta I want to play this quick audio, okay? and we're going to answer a question for the president here, okay? All right. In fact, we probably have multiple names for him. Here we go.
3: Autocracy's grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. Kim Jong-un and his daughter. Uh,
2: Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. Uh, the president of Cuba. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders,
0: <laughs> Trudeau in Canada. Quite frankly, <laughs> my gosh, I, I, we, we don't, we wouldn't have enough time to go over the entire list. If we were at the beginning of our show... Well, as it was brought up yesterday, as I saw on Twitter,
2: somebody really articulated it well. They said, so you're trying to name a world leader with all the autocrats out there who would change places with Xi. Well, okay, so you're talking about the second largest economy with a huge military and a very compliant population. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you could find any autocratic leader that would want to change places with Xi. <laughs> I- Well, Ah, just
0: one?
1: (laughs) This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor.
5: Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together,